0: on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
2: I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead, what's up man?
1: From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds.
2: You play to win the game.
1: Your tag team, champions of the world. Brian Rushing.
2: But they are who we thought they were.
1: Corky Franks.
2: See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero.
1: The Rush Hour Morning
2: Show. It's it's unbelievable. You know that's why sometimes I call you guys commies? That's why.
0: And we welcome you back to Hour 2 of the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte, WGNCRadio.com. Hour 2 getting started on this Friday. And, uh, well, Corky Franks has taken the controls of the show this morning. And I've got to say, this has been probably about as far off the beaten path as I could have imagined. Really? But it's, it's, I never thought we were going to go this direction, and it, it's 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 it's
3: fun. It what, really is. What direction have we went? South. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> look, we talked we talked about. You mean you mean to tell me this show's is going into?
0: <laughs> no, I, that's. Look, there's there's usually one thing that if you're going to divert from sports to a to an audience that likes sports. There's usually one thing that always works if you're going to go off the path of sports and that's music. Yeah. Because I got to be honest with you. If you're not a music person in some form like if you if you make the blanket statement, I'm not a big fan of music. Then I got to I got to really evaluate how much time I spend with you. Okay? Because now if you sit there and say my musical tastes are different than yours. Okay.
3: Did you, did you hear me just burp in the microphone? Did you? Yeah. You didn't hear that? No. You me do it again.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, like, your musical <clears throat> taste and interest are probably a little bit different than mine. You're probably a little heavier on
3: the countryside than I am. Okay. But, Brian, however, we like the same things. Like, we both like to eat, right? Sure. But maybe you like hamburgers and I like hot dogs. That sure. Don't, that don't mean we're we're that far off. Right. Still gotta eat something. <laughs> right? Sure. We both like music, and somewhere in the middle, you and I cross over a lot. You know, we, we that'd be a very interesting Venn diagram.
0: Yep. What? A Venn diagram. What does that mean? It's a diagram that you
3: use to show commonality. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you lost me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. so what you're saying is it's a chart. To show that we like the same stuff. To show what of the same stuff we like. Okay. Yep. Is that a test? Not really. It's not Look. like it's not like the Myers Briggs. Okay. You've had me taking the Myers Briggs personality test. I have on live on air. Yes. When we first started. What did, what did it say I was? You are the commander. Is that it? Let me write that down so I don't forget. Should I forget that?
0: No. You, no, there's no way you could forget that. Well, I forgot it. That's why I asked you. No, you you are you are that. There's no forgetting that. You are
3: that. That is essentially you. Uh, I've been. I've taken a love language test. I've taken what other? What test did you give me like two weeks ago? You gave me another test on air. Did I? I think so. I took a test for somebody. I thought that was you having ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, that proved I have it, right? I thought I took another I took another test for somebody for something I can't remember what it was so so now okay so now I'm running into random people and they're asking me to take a certain test seriously I didn't know there's so many tests out there yes I had no clue why do I need a test to tell me I'm as crazy as I already know I am why why would I waste 10 minutes on that i I don't know I,
0: I look i'm I try to understand, I understand who I am. I'm trying to understand why I am who I am. And that's why I take these types of tests and study this type of stuff.
3: Are you trying to understand who I am? Have you figured me out yet? No, sh- no shot. <laughs> you almost said. No, know I said, you- I tried
0: to say no shot, no
3: chance. You sound like you said no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like you said to me. <laughs> you were hoping Rewind the t- I said that. Rewind the tape. That's, that's. <laughs> Hey, speaking of differences, right, <clears throat> we were talking yesterday about, you know, do-overs and second chances in right, sports. Right. So we started off talking about second chances in sports with your team. And, you know, if you could go back in time and, and have a second chance, you know, with your sports team, what would yours be? And I talked about the the helmet catch, you sure. know, when the Patriots lost the yep. Super Bowl, lost their undefeated season. You were talking about, what did you mention? Say I forgot. The 92 East Regional between Duke and Kentucky. Yeah, Christian Leitner, your boyfriend. You got him on speed dial. (laughs) That's a false statement. Now that time you really did say, (laughs) I heard it. See, that's why we got to have video in here, right? (laughs) You had to quit cussing when we put the cameras in here. (laughs) I'll do my best. Please do. I mean, you're getting out of control, to be honest with you. Am I rubbing off on you? Probably. Oh, that's not a good thing, Brian. I don't think so. But um, we were talking about, you know, second chances in sports. And then somehow or another, we talked about do-overs. And then we talked high school football. You know, if you were this team or that team, what would you do over? And we talked about, uh, you know, differences in schemes and coaching. And, you know, if you were Jim Sosby at Crest High School for the football team, as loaded as they are, if you could go back and do it over again – What would you do over? And, you know, it got me thinking, you know, you were talking about different styles and there's so many different styles and all these sports, you know, professional sports is evolving. You know, like the the NFL was monkey see, monkey do. Still is. It still is. And it's always going to be that way. However, it's a different scheme. You know, every year it's something different. Just like these officials, when they go to camps, you know, they say, hey, we're going to tighten up this. Or this year we're going to look for the chop block. Or this year we're going to look for illegal uh, hands. Whatever. Points of interest created by the competition committee. That's, see, that sounds a whole lot better than what I was trying
0: to say. <laughs> say that again. Point, I like, points of interest created
3: by the competition committee. Okay, I like that. You were talking about the game down at Winthrop. When was that, Tuesday night? Wednesday. Wednesday night between Winthrop and Longwood and the con- contrasting styles between those two coaches. Now, you were right there in the middle between both coaches Cl- closely aware of both programs. Now one guy's an old school kind of guy, right? Another guy's trying to progress and move into the, the future or the, or, or you know what I'm saying? And you were talking about, we had, we did have this conversation off air about the differences in styles. This is one work. Does one of those styles work better than the other? Is the new style better? Is the old style better? Well, again, this, or, or, or does your style work? You just have to have
0: the right kind of players. I, th- I think that's probably the safer place to land on this. The reality is Griff Aldrich, okay, the head coach at Longwood University, he is creating a very – it's an old school – they are old school tenets to doing what they do in a new school way. So, for instance, he is constantly pushing motion – One of the words that he says repeatedly from the sidelines is flow. If you spend any time watching Longwood at all live, you're going to hear flow come out of his mouth repeatedly. He constantly wants the ball in motion. He wants absolutely zero stagnation of the basketball. If the ball's in motion, the players away from the ball have to be in motion as well. If they're doing that, defensive breakdowns are going to occur within a 30-second possession to the point to where you're going to make a mistake defensively, his team's going to take advantage. Now, that works as long as you're making shots. Wednesday night, they weren't making any shots. They didn't make any shots at all. They're also predicated off of defense. They play really hard defensively. They're the best defensive team in the Big South Conference, in my opinion. Okay? Griff is constantly... Yelling, he's constantly working officials. He's constantly talking to officials and really trying to make his point. He is more... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a throwback reference. He is more of the Gene Katie Bob Knight school of talking to officials. He's constantly chewing on them. He's constantly talking. He's incredibly animated on the sidelines, talks with his hands a lot, much like I do here in the studio. Yep. Mark Prosser couldn't be any more... Any more different than that. Mark Prosser calmly sits over there. The loudest that Mark Prosser ever gets is when he's calling out a play. He doesn't bark at his guys. He doesn't bark at his officials. He literally, I I was paying attention Wednesday night. This guy literally asked a question to the official, and this is I'm not going to give it word for word, but I'm going to give you a paraphrase of basically what happened. He had the official over there to the sideline, and these officials have absolutely no problem talking to Mark Prosser. None at all. He literally sat there and he says, I'm going to make up the official's name. Hey, Rick, what did you see there? Rick explains to him what he saw, which is what prompted the call that he made. He's like, Rick, is there any possibility – that what really happened there was X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And Rick said, Mark, you may be right.
3: Yeah. However. What I, what
0: I saw in that moment was this, and that's why I made the call. Mark Prosser's like, good enough. Yeah. And went on about <clears throat> his business. That is. I like that style. And again. Well, let me ask he, you. He never <clears throat> becomes part of the narrative from the sidelines. He always allows his guys to go out and play, subsequently making the winning plays or subsequently making the losing plays.
3: Okay, well let me ask you this. <clears throat> You're talking about the difference between the two coaches and the difference in the styles, right? Could could the players for Winthrop play for Griff Aldrich? And could the Longwood players play for Coach Prosser? I I, I say no. Because so here's the thing about it, Brian. When you're in college, you recruit guys that you think will fit your program. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So if you're a Coach Aldridge kind of guy, you're gonna you're gonna try to get hard nosed, hard working, you know, fast paced, moving, you know, gritty kids like that, right? Well, maybe Coach Prosser is gonna get some more intelligent kids. You see what I'm saying? That. that process the game easier. It maybe some lean kid whatever. Whatever he likes. He knows what works in his program. So you can do that in college and it works for you. Fair enough. You sure. Okay. You can't, all right. You can I see where you're going. You can't do that in high school unless you're in Cleveland County, you recruit all you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen, no seriously, you've heard so many coaches, especially Coach Hodd say, you take what comes through the door. Okay? Well, if you take what comes through the door and you can't recruit, what if what comes through the door is a bunch of athletes that can fly up and down the field, and you got a guy like the Jackson Blee kid from a couple years ago who's 6'4", 240 pounds, and the guy goes out there and five of his first seven passes that he caught went for touchdowns, and then you don't throw it to him anymore. Why wouldn't you throw to that guy anymore? (laughs) because he don't fit because he don't fit your old school program. Now I'm not second guessing anybody. I'm just thinking out loud here, all right? We had we had coach Koobs on the show a couple weeks ago, last week, couple weeks, whenever it was, a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about he has a system in place for his basketball team, right? However, when the talent changed this year, he recognized that from last year, he had to he had to change his offense. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So you do have to take what you get that comes through the doors. All right, look at Coach Sosby up here at Crest. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. Doing something right. i tell you what they were doing right. They had a bunch of kids that played football together since they were in eighth grade. All right, what do you do when those kids come through? There's no way you're telling me that that program is going to go out here and score 60 points a game like they did last year. So guess what he needs to do? Or not need. He can do what he wants to. He's a coach. He'll probably have to switch something next, up next year. Wouldn't you think so? I don't think they're going to go out there and throw it for 250 yards a game. You see what I'm saying? Unless there's something there in the
0: in the personnel that we don't know about that
3: he does. Okay. Then you take a team like South Point, who went to the Western North Carolina Finals two out of the last three years, back-to-back years up until this year, right? All right? They, you have an argument there. Well, our system works. as this you know, step one, step two, step three, rinse, repeat, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's probably not really exciting to watch from the outside looking in, but it's successful. You see what I'm saying? So if you have a chance to do over and you're a coach of a South Point team and that system has worked forever and ever and ever, and B. Rush comes in and you're the offensive coordinator, and all of a sudden, oh, you don't like where this is going to hit. I, I'm just I, – I see where it's going, and, and I can tell you why that would not work. Okay. All of a sudden, you get a kid who comes in, and he's a great athlete, maybe like a Devin Lowry or something like that, when the red bone offense was put into play, and he can throw it all over the yard. Do you let the guy do that? Now do you throw it ten times a game, or do you just stick with the system that worked over and over and over? Do you start to implement some wrinkles, or do you stay with the old school stuff? If you have a chance to do over, what would you do over if you were up there?
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean. I mean, what's it going to
3: hurt? What does it hurt? What, what what does it hurt to progress a little bit?
0: Well, there's there's a lot to unpack there. And okay. probably to be fair and to really unpack it all well, we probably need to take a break. Okay. So let's take a break and let's start to unpack some of this because if you were to ask me what's the do-over for Jim Sosby my answer is gonna be very different for that than what the do-over
3: might be his do-over is you you take what you get and you better switch it up next year because he lost everybody
0: well and I think that's kind of where my my answer would be so much more different for Jim Sosby because I think if anything and I don't want to give too much away right now but if I were to do anything with Jim Sosby I would start from day one you got to start over
3: from for two different reasons. He lost he lost 21 out of 22 starters. Well, he ain't got no, he don't have a choice. Right, but again, all I'm saying is this. If you were coaching South, if you were on the staff at South Point High School, and that system worked forever and ever and ever, but all of a sudden you quote, take what comes through the doors. If some super athlete comes through the door and you don't use that kid to the best of his ability, are you doing a disservice? are you just saying, hey, you know, just take what comes through the doors? That's all I'm asking. What would you do? Would you do over? Would you switch it up just a little bit? Would you stick with what worked?
0: See, I, I, let's go to break, and we can talk about that when we come back. We'll be back in just a bit here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allentate Realtors. That's 704 214 3088. 704 214 3088. John R. Bolin of Allentate Realtors.
2: on tv week after week can be very expensive with radio you can afford to get sticky then someone in the market of what you have to sell hopefully they will remember you if you want them to take advantage of radio the power of sound
0: Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Friday morning. Here it is. Let's get to this. Folks, now in Gastonia, Home Outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game. With new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more, your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because Home Outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That's the feeling of winning the Home Improvement Game. Follow us on social media and visit
3: homeoutlet.com. All right, Brian, so I'm not asking you to be the offensive coordinator for South Point and and stir up controversy. Anybody knows I would never do that. (laughs) Says the provocateur. No, Listen, I'm just you know, man, I like to think outside the box, okay? I'm not much of a I'm not much of a yes man. Sorry. If that's a shock to anybody, I'm not. I'm not gonna buck your system. I'm just gonna ask you questions. That's all. I'm not que- Brian, am I questioning anybody? No, I'm just asking questions. Okay. Here's a question I'm gonna pose to you. Okay. If 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 Trenton Cheryl was the quarterback at South Point High School, does he throw for 2,000 yards this year? Does, is, does he account for thirty yards thirty touchdowns? Does he throw for two thousand yards if he's the quarterback at South Point? If Archie Manning's grandson goes to South Point High School, is he going to is he going to pass for three thousand yards? Okay, now it, now you're asking a completely no, different I, question. No, nope. If a guy comes in and he can throw that sucker around and he can he can pick you up two thousand to three thousand yards a game and get get guys out of the box and spread the offense out, do you let him throw?
0: You understand in reality there's no way that, let's say an Arch Manning showed up in Charlotte. Yeah. He's not going to South Point.
3: Okay. No, because he's going to do the research and he's going to go to a school that's, uh, that spread offense. That's where he's well, going. Well, I mean, you're going to go to Providence Day. Uh, yeah. I, and I get that. I'm just saying, Let's say, okay, you, 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 you move to Belmont. You don't know what's going on, but your kid plays football. Okay. And he, and he shows up and he can throw it around. If Trent and Cheryl went to South Point High School, does he have the, the yards that he had passing this year at South Point that no. he did at
0: his guest? Short answer, no.
3: Okay. Is that doing the Cheryl kid a disservice? Is that just making him be a, a, a cog in the wheel? And that's the way the program works? And you just get in line? Is, well, is it,
0: you see what I'm saying? No, because the offensive system is not set initially to throw the ball
3: primarily. If you have guys that can run down the field and run routes and catch and he can throw it, why would you not do that? That's all I'm saying. Why would you not utilize the weapons that you, that you could possibly have? That's all I'm asking. Because that, the whole point of the triple option offense,
0: okay, is based solely on execution it's why you have so many so many military academies running the triple option to begin with because it it mitigates let me let me say this it mitigates any sort of physical deficiencies that you're up against
3: let me add, i'm just posing this i understand what you're saying i get it it works there's numbers all over that field house that prove it i get that i'm saying i'm just i'm just posing this hypothetical question okay if you had the athletes and you could and you utilize them to the best of their ability and you threw it 10 or 12 times a game and you open the field up more are you not do you not become unbeatable overnight with that system and adding those wrinkles in you practically become unbeatable Okay
0: All right here's here's what I'm going to say Could you throw it 10 or 12 times yes are there enough wrinkles even in today's coaching <laughs> of the triple option offense to where you could throw the ball that often. Yes. Here is why it's antithetical to the South Point offense to do that in this moment. The whole point of the triple option offense is to do two things. Keep the game shortened. Keep the chains moving. Okay? If you're going to run the clock, this is where – This is where the triple option offense and its pace is not as dynamic as watching a spread offense to where you're throwing the ball around the yard 30, 35 times. But this is why in this context, you can take a smaller team. And South Point, you you know this to be true. South Point is never always the biggest team. You've got some players that are sometimes anomaly. i with an anomaly. Make, it makes sense. Sullivan Absher was – look, if Sullivan Absher, if there were five of him every year rolling through as the offensive line at South Point, then guess what? You don't have to throw the ball any amount of times then because the execution that you're going to be able to provide on the offensive line is going to take care of itself and you're going to do nothing but run the football. Yeah. A lot of the times you're dealing with kids – that are 6'1", 190 to 210, Yeah, those are your offensive linemen. And that's the way it had always been before. That's why execution was so imperative. That's why the triple option offense was incorporated by South Point because the reality is it's all about execution. If you find the right gap, if you make the right block, if you do the right fake, you're going to keep the defense completely guessing the entirety of the way that is the execution of the triple option offense and why it works here. now what's happening is it's because Charlotte's becoming a metropolitan area and people are bleeding over into Belmont you're getting more and more athletes.
3: that's what I'm getting at okay at, at some point at some point I would think soon you got you got to start working in that direction I, that's all I'm saying but I get where you're coming from okay and but listen at the end of the day the re- there's a reason those guys get paid to coach. And if I wasn't covering the game, I'd have to pay eight bucks to get in. (laughs) And that's just all there is to it, right? And if the influx of people coming to Belmont are specialty
0: position players, then you're going to start seeing a tweaking of the offense in that direction. However, if the influx of people coming into South Point High School all look like Sullivan Apture... They're going to shut the passing game down altogether.
3: And I get that.
0: Because they're going to push every defensive line down the field five or seven yards, and you could pretty much take a quarterback sneak three times and get a first down every time.
3: I got that. All right, so, you know, little differences and stuff like that. Can
0: I make one more point? Yeah, go ahead. I will say this to what you were talking about, because you asked me first about Trenton Sherrill. Yep. Yeah. And could he throw for as many yards in the South Point offense? And the answer is a hard no. I will say this. If Trenton Cheryl had around him the position players and the surrounding cast of South Point High School running the East Gaston offense, I think the numbers would have been more profound. I will say that. Okay. If, I, I think if, that's if fair. South Point ditched at any point the triple option offense, and incorporated something that was more akin to what East Gaston ran and Trenton Sherrill had around him, the South Point stable of athletes,
3: I think his numbers would have been even better. Well, and, and, you know, obviously that's logical. Listen, Brian, I ask questions not because I know everything. and I ask questions to learn. I don't know everything. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, okay? That's why when I ask a question, I am not questioning anybody. I'm asking the question. From my perspective, it seems like a lot of times if you did A, B, and C, then the result would be D E and F. Well, there's reasons that a lot of people do D E and F and the results end up being something else. I don't know that. I'm not that in, I'm not that intellectual. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason there's a reason why you run the show and I run my mouth. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's differences, right? Except on this day. Except on this day. When it's Freaky Friday and we've we've flipped roles. No, it's gonna be Freaky Friday at 901. This whole tight. <laughs> I got the Coke machine rolling, baby. It's Friday. Friday. Uh speak we've I think we've covered my journey here on the show before. I don't think we've ever talked about how how did you how did you end up wanting to be in broadcasting and, and stuff like that? Was it a dream as a kid? I, mine was just listening to a radio, and I've said it before. I've heard those boxing announcers and stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this band is brought to you by And I And I remembered the reaction that those announcers got, and that's all I wanted to be. I never wanted to be the superstar shortstop. I just wanted to be part of the team, you see? And luckily for me, I was able to make – I've been able to ch- catch everything I chased. You know what I'm saying? Sure. How did you end up thinking, like, man, I want to get into this? Okay. Um,
0: all right. I'll I'll try to give you as much of the Cliff Notes version as I possibly can. Okay. Anybody that grew up with me on Modena Street knows that every time we would play in the rec leagues down at the Bradley Center, yeah. I would come to, to early games uh-huh. and we would all sit together and And I literally would do play-by-play of the games of of five- and six-year-old kids. Gotcha. Okay. It was a hobby. I was mimicking what I was seeing on television from Jim Thacker, Billy Packer, Bones McKinney, all those guys that were doing the old Jefferson Pilot broadcasts. Right. But I'm a kid from Modena Street. Ain't got a shot. Kid from Modena Street ain't going to be on Jefferson Pilots' Game of the Week on Channel 3. It's just not going to happen. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And that's the way it went for the longest time. The reason, ultimately, that I got into broadcasting is because I was never a good enough athlete to go far down the line as an athlete. And I found out very early in life I was never going to be a coach Because I couldn't – I didn't have the thing that motivated players to do what they needed to do. Now, I'm starting to find out that's more of a societal issue than it is a coaching issue.
3: Right, 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 right. But
0: even when I was involved in coaching a quarter century ago, I I learned very quickly, this ain't for you, brother. This is not your thing. Well, how do you think this has worked out for you so far? Well, again (laughs) – even that happened in some way, shape, or form as a bit of an accident. This whole public address thing is really what started it. And I started doing it at one of the local churches. They just wanted to have an NBA-type atmosphere Yeah. in the middle of their youth basketball games. And they said, we think you could do it. Are you interested? And I said, yeah, I'm interested. Let's do it. And as it turns out, it went okay. Um, and then it ended up being a situation where – started doing things at Belmont Abbey and so on and so forth and it just continued to progress. But um
3: I it's are, are you are you happy with where it's brought you so far? I mean, I know you have other aspirations. Uh well, the the aspirations are going away.
0: I'm starting to find myself in a really good niche. Yeah. Am I happy? Yes. Do I wish I was making more zeros in the process? I do.
3: You still think you're having a midlife crisis? <laughs> I think I'm coming out of it. Oh, do you really? You think you had one? Oh, there's no question. Pull up, pull up line five over there. Okay. Hey, can you hear us?
4: I sure can.
3: Oh Lord. <laughs> you don't think, bro? I've been bamboozled. You been bamboozled? I didn't have, I didn't have to text this person and tell him to uh, answer. Don't cuss. You don't think? Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been on the business end of not cleaning up after yourself, okay? Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> You think Brian went through a midlife crisis? By the way, Brian, in case you didn't know, this is your wife Janine. Uh, yeah, the First world time. the world might not know it. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you should have seen the smile on his face <laughs> when he heard your voice. You don't think Brian? You don't think he's having a midlife crisis, do you?
4: Um, I don't know That's if you would yet. call it.
3: A, That's a hard a yes. A
4: midlife.
3: <laughs> she knows. Uh,
4: it was, It was definitely something. I'll say that.
3: Well,
4: how's he, he's pulled through it. Don't you think so? Well, he, I tell you, I'm very, very proud of him. He wow. Has he's
0: going to cry. Worked. Come on now. Stop.
4: <laughs> he has worked so hard and put so much effort in to, you know, basically changing his, his whole life around and, and stepping out on the edge and doing something that he wasn't sure whether it was going to work out or not. And, um, I just think he's done a great job, and I'm very proud of
3: him. Wow. What about that, B-Rush? How about that? Yeah. You need How about some, that? need some Kleenex?
0: Well, no. I I told her there was $50 under the pillow this morning, so, I mean, she could say whatever she wanted to in that regard. <laughs> it wasn't from
3: the Tooth Fairy, was it? Uh, no, not from the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> if, if it was, it'd be under <laughs> your pillow. Would she knocked your teeth out? <laughs> yes. Going through this midlife crisis? Bingo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's
4: doing pretty good. And, it? and it's... And let me tell you, as far as him um being a, a crooner himself and, and singing Oh come on he's, now. He's definitely melted my heart a few times with, with some of those tunes he's belted well, out.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. So you telling me this might be Freaky Friday at the Russian no, house no, later? Is no, that what you
2: no.
4: said? <laughs> I'm
3: just asking. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I think we've got I think we've got
0: company this weekend. Oh, is that the is that what you call it? We got company this weekend. No, I, I think we've got grandkids this weekend. That was that was the last memo that I got. Okay,
3: all right. Is that still happening?
4: <laughs> oh, hey, listen. but you guys are doing you guys are doing a great job. The show's terrific, and uh, you know you guys have a good energy together, and so I think it's turned out great.
3: You you don't think I'm uh, you don't think I'm. Uh... What's the word I'm looking for, Brian? You don't th- you don't think I'm ruining Brian, do you? Am I rubbing off on him?
4: <laughs> Be honest. No, I don't. I think you guys have a um, a great, you know, what kind of a good cop bad cop thing going on.
3: Yeah, I'm the good. I'm the good cop.
4: <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna go to break. Now- Appreciate you jumping on. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You as well. we'll see
3: you later, honey. Honey! Wow! Bye, I love you. Oh, oh! I cut her. She was trying to tell you she loves you. Well, she knows
0: I love her, but I, I do. I love her, honey. I love that woman,
3: Bri- I- Brian. This very well may be a Freaky Friday at no, your house. No, no. I'm just saying.
0: Look, there's only there's only one guest that I get to call, honey. Okay. okay. That was it. That was it. Well, it went too bad. Guess we're going to break, huh? Well,
3: let's do it, honey. Okay. We'll be back. In I just love a you. Bit. <laughs>
0: Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting Team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000.
3: This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Blue house crowd in the rain, tears for Shining back, point The long shining in the sky.
0: Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, final segment on this Friday morning. Glenn Beck comes on at 9 o'clock. If been and we go into the
3: weekend yeah a little country music you like that a little midland yeah new song i saw them live and where did i go I'm, i can't remember i'm nothing. not real sure savannah okay yeah when we went to see uh john party okay yeah I saw midland open up for him are the good band live oh yeah it was really good yeah they're they're characters man they did a great job
0: oh, i bet so you know they, they were on they were on the farmville playlist
3: oh were they well, yeah, they got some pretty good songs. How, how have I done with the show so far? It's been good. How's the role reversal kind of thing? You like it? Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I not I really. Can, this is this is probably going to be the worst downloaded podcast show that we've ever had. You think so? There's there. Look, <clears throat> no, might, <laughs> might be the best ever. No, no. There's look. Nobody's nobody's interested in hearing about this guy and his career aspirations and so on and so forth. That that's just not. Nobody wants to hear Modena stories. Or- yeah, absolutely. Mm, that's, I don't know. That's,
3: that's the whole point of it. I don't know. All right, listen. I have a guest right here, ready, ready to close the show out. Okay. Um. What? what? Not yet. Hey, guest, be quiet. Don't say anything yet. So, uh, anyway, got this. Got this. What happened, dude? Hung up on me. Hold on. Listen, to this guy here. Answer the phone, dude. Anyway, I, I, I send I send this guy a message, and the message was, answer the phone and cuss like a blankety-blank. You know why, don't you? What's up, G? G, can you hear us? Where's he at? <laughs> what got, happened? You got him pulled up? I got line five pulled up. I was, try- I was trying to get Coach G on here. I can't hear him. We're going to get him, hold tight. Did you kick out a Bluetooth? No. He can hear us. I can't hear him. He was born the buggy. Coach, can't, he can't hear us. <laughs> Hello. Hey. There he is. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, you like that? Sing it with us, G. Be
1: good. Got the guitar <laughs> The red Cadillac. have a two-month
3: Say that thing, G. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Another year, another year, another year in the books. Yeah, listen, uh, I was gonna say you're in the principal's office, but that's 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 uh not right now. That's coming up soon. You guys got a new got a new chief up there, don't you? Got a new chief getting ready to walk
1: in the meeting. About about time y'all end the show. I gotta go walk in there and talk to him. So oh, it's a he. It uh, seems like yes, yeah, a he. What happened? Yeah.
3: What happened to uh, Miss Redman?
1: Uh, she got promoted to greener pasture. She's over at Highland. She's up. Brian's gonna see a lot of her. Oh, okay. really? You know okay what? yeah she she's a new principal montgomery retired and uh we're getting dr josh bromley who was a ap ap of the year two years ago over at Forest View high school so a, we're excited to have him well, and and he's really everybody seems to like him
3: well i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you what i'm not gonna like the guy already if you got to preface him to doctor <laughs> didn't I, call him doc yeah i don't yeah there you go i don't get along with him guys you have to call doctor and and you know <laughs> Esquire and all that stuff. Take yourself too <laughs> yeah. serious. How, may, how mean? many, how nah, many people in dude. your life do you call Esquire? Well, that cat the other week that was on the Queen City News. Did you talk to him? No, you said his, you said his name was Esquire. No, that's his title. Oh, what's your title,
1: G? Ad. Uh, Ad, I guess. I don't know. I don't have. Speaking, of, I got lots of titles, but I can't say them on the radio.
3: Speaking of Ad, do you think I'm ADHD? Yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it I, but yeah yeah you think, yeah. I, you think if, I need- listen
1: if you were a kid in today's society they would absolutely have you on medicine Would they really and, and i and i fit that bill too i would have been on it i was in trouble all the time in school couldn't sit still couldn't shut my mouth and if i grew up now if i was a kid in this society they'd they'd have me doped up on some kind of <laughs> behavior medicine (laughs) no doubt okay so
0: i'm I'm gonna ask both of you this question because i think this is i want to see how much of a constant this was for the two of you this is what i was always told okay
1: yeah
0: talks too much okay
1: check check all right
0: if he could find something to channel his energies into he would be so productive
1: check Yep. that's it let's Listen, my, my teachers in elementary school did not like me for all those reasons. I was hyper. I talked too much. I distracted other people. I couldn't sit still. But the one day of the year they loved me was field day.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm
1: I, talking I'd about. Bring, I'd, help them bring, I'd help them bring home the gold, baby. That's what
3: I'm talking about, G. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. The world yep. champ of field day. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yep. My that was my, my, my time. That my time to shine. Blue Ribbon Special.
3: How's things going at the yep. school?
1: Uh, good. We like I said we. our. We got two. Uh, had a had a mandatory work day yesterday and teacher work day today, and then we start back Monday. We got everybody in the county, uh, <laughs> middle school wise, has basketball tryouts starting on Monday, boys and girls. So. Um, you started basketball cu- seasons here. You started cussing
3: yep. under your breath yet with your teeth like this? No, not yet. <laughs> I, I got a
1: good. I got a good crew coming back. I mean, I got a lot of returners, so I, I hadn't. I'm, I'm not there yet. Well, you know, a uh, lot of starters from my team that made it to the county championship last year. Unfortunately, Holbrook's bringing back a lot of their starters from the team that won the county championship. So we got to get through. We got to get through Holbrook and a couple other good teams. But um, yeah, you
3: know, no, I'm excited. Let me know uh, when you guys have a home game and Lisa's coming because I want to sit beside her and and write down the notes,
1: her critique notes for you. Absolutely, yeah. She she'll, yeah. You love you'll get to hear her text me all the stuff about what I'm not supposed to do.
3: Oh, that's hilarious.
1: Brian Brian's <laughs> gonna come do our games. Oh, is he really? Yeah, we we got. I think I I think we got the deal worked out. Brian's gonna. Uh, you still good with that, Brian? The deal is done. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we're gonna have a. We're gonna we're gonna step it up a notch over here at Belmont. We're gonna have a real celebrity celebrity PA announcer here. Gotta, hold, on, <laughs>
3: hold on, hold on. I got I got an issue here. All right? Yeah. I do this show with Brian as well. I mean, I'm just as important to the show as he is. How come he's getting all the, How come he's getting all the bookings and I'm not? What's the deal? Right, listen,
1: apparently, apparently, Corky, you're being sought after by another middle school. Am I? I have on very good authority, very good authority that a middle school baseball program wants you is very interested in you coaching their team. Wow. Wow. We're just dropping the hammers <laughs> yeah. on the show at the end. Appreciate you breaking that out yep. in front of everybody.
3: Breaking th- news in the middle school world in Gaston County sports here. I thought you was going to say I was highly sought after by a couple of females in the county. <laughs> That's what I was hoping he was going to say, gee.
2: What? <laughs> might be, might be hi- highly
3: sought after, hi- highly
1: sought after us after some law enforcement agencies, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nah, that's already
3: happened. Y'all got, got through it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but seriously, I I've, I just uh, I just talked to somebody this morning that wants to talk to you about uh, running their baseball program. So we'll need to talk off air about that.
3: Yeah, just yeah. Let me know. I, I, honestly, is it the same conversation that you and I had a a, couple, a month or two ago? Uh, no, it's not the school. It's another one. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: Breaking news.
1: Yeah, I I, I would consider it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to let you talk to him. He's a good guy. And like I said, I don't want to speak out of turn before you get a chance is it, to is speak it.
3: My, but, is it, uh, is it like, seriously, is it my dream job? The one uh, we talked about? Close. Yeah. Close. Okay. Close. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, well, anyway. Listen, yeah. listen, okay, if that's the case, I'm going to go ahead and accept the job. Um, okay. Even though it hadn't been offered to me yet, <laughs> tell him I'll accept. And as soon as you get off the phone, uh, text me the date that we're gonna play Belmont and tell Pruitt I will ten run rule him. <laughs> well, I, got, <laughs> I, I guess I have to be there for that one. Go ahead and put oh, that yeah. one out. Get you some of that, Pruitt. <laughs>
1: I'd be like I'd be like Rocky versus Drago.
3: Yeah. Hey, real quick before you before we let you go, I appreciate you jumping on. Yeah. You know, the college football championships Monday night, Brian was asking yesterday, I mean, it's two teams that nobody from around here really care anything about. To be honest with you, unless you unless you went to those schools or moved into this area and went to those schools, are you? Right. Do you have any intrigue at all to watch that championship game?
1: Uh, I'll watch it. I'm not gonna stay up late. If I get tired, I'll probably go to bed and just read about it tomorrow. Um, I definitely, I'm picking Michigan. Um, I don't have a dog in either race i i I completely whiffed i thought it'd be alabama versus texas so i didn't even get one of the one of the two games i got i got both of them wrong um uh, real i was surprised as i'm sure much a lot of people were but um i think it'll be i think it'll be uh i think it'll be uh michigan
3: we we were talking yesterday about you know florida state georgia and alabama because everybody was you know everybody's complaining about who was who should have been the fourth team but, you know, at the end of the day, um, I get Florida State got, you know, they got the shaft, to be honest with you. But they I, did. But, but for the simple fact that they performed and did everything they were supposed to do, right? However, yep. I don't think the committee wanted a TCU repeat, especially when you don't have your You're starting right. quarterback. You see, I get that.
1: You're absolutely
3: right, Cork. And I they couldn't agree
1: more. It. Couldn't agree more. Pruitt and I had this long conversation. I said that. I said they, they didn't want another TCU Georgia outcome where it's a 60 point win. Pruitt was adamant that Florida State should have got in. he's like, you know, and he brought up a good point. He said, what happens if you're a high school team and, and you're one game away from the state championship and your quarterback blows out his knee? Are you just not going to get to get, get to go? I mean, that shit, and he's got a good point. But I know why the committee did what they did. And Well, there's, um, there's billions and, of dollars
3: and, at play at college, not in high school. Yeah,
0: so, correct. Okay, and, so I've got this laid out for the both of you especially you G so hear me out for a second you ready for this final four you want to avoid the TCU shenanigans okay I get it yeah try this on for size your one four matchup Michigan Florida State your two three matchup Washington Georgia
3: oh yeah I like our chances well let let me ask you this G I mean you're a big Georgia guy um yeah I mean should Georgia have been there Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. They they lost. I will
1: say this though. I didn't. I did. I will say this. They absolutely lost
3: at the wrong time. Okay. Okay. So you understand? But but
1: I do think they're. I do think I I didn't cry about it like the Florida State fans did because we had a good run, 29 in a row, two national championships. We had our. We we had our chance. We lost by three. But, yeah, are, are we the top four best teams? I absolutely think we are. Absolutely. And that's up for debate, I'm
3: sure. No, I don't think it's up for debate at all. I think it is – I think, you know, Georgia is one of the top four most talented teams in the country. However, it's Georgia's fault that they're not in there, not the committees. I mean, you can't, yeah, put, you no, can't put them in if, if you lose the last game of the season. Well, but, again, no, that's, that's
0: that's not an AQ game. That doesn't get the one SEC school into the Final Four. So that shouldn't have been treated that way. The problem that I have with all of this is Texas didn't deserve to get in because they got beat by Oklahoma. Oklahoma didn't factor in the Final Four in any way, shape, or form. Alabama lost to Texas. That knocks Alabama out. The reality is Florida State and Georgia should have both been in the four Michigan would have whipped on Florida State, despite the situation. Yep. You would have had Michigan moving yep. on against either Washington or Georgia. Tell me yep. if Michigan Georgia wouldn't have been an ultra compelling matchup and would have been a boondoggle as far as ratings across the board.
1: Oh, hundred oh, percent. The the North versus the South. That it would it would touch every demographic. Um, you know, you got your SEC school. Gets that you have the you have the two two teams representing the two biggest power conferences in football. A- I absolutely, Brian, you're right. And the next year it won't matter because we're going to have 12 and nobody's really going to argue about the who the 13th-place team is not getting in.
0: Because they're not going to compete for a national title, and we all know that.
1: Right.
3: Yep. They, they'll be in the play-in game. Yeah. Well, that's it, that's it'll fine. Be I'm, good like with, Iowa. I'm good with that.
0: It'll be somebody like Iowa, and Iowa's not going to compete for a national
1: title. They're just not. I'm going to give I'm gonna. Get, I know we got to go. I'm gonna give you this topic, and you can talk about it on Monday. Are the bowl games, as we know it, getting ready to disappear. A lot. They should. A lot of them. I, I think no. Yeah. I think.
0: I think the field of twelve, or ultimately the field of sixteen, will have a bowl element to it. But a lot of the also runs will get an opportunity. I don't think we'll see tremendous expansion of the bowl games, but I do think that we'll see teams play in these subpar bowl games and have very much the same reaction because there's too much money to be made from them.
1: I think the the conferences are going to go away in the next ten years, and there's going to be one power conference with fifty teams in it. So I think it's I think the landscape is going to change even more in the next ten years.
3: Well, listen, man, appreciate you jumping on. Hit me up with that information, and uh, tell Doc I said what's up.
1: See you guys. <laughs> See. Hey, I'll I'll text you that name. See All you right. guys. See you, buddy. Bye. How do hey, we do? How do we do? We got a good show.
0: Good show. We'll see everybody on Monday. Glenn Beck is on at 9 o'clock. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.